0: Hello and welcome back to The Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard, back off sabbatical, back from the uh, from the uh, honeymoon, uh, slightly more tanned than before. And I'm excited to talk about some football because, frankly, the only sports we had in uh, Jamaica were uh, it was cricket. So I- I'm excited to talk some ball with the boys. With me, as always, we got our co-host, Jameson, who did a great job filling in last week, and Ty Lee. Who has uh, who is gleefully enjoying all of the uh, mid majors being expunged from the tournament as uh, as 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 a good power five fan would be would be proud of. So, uh, Jameson, let me. I'll just start you start out. What did I miss?
1: I mean, March Madness, one of the greatest times of the year, just conveniently showed up on your wedding date. It's okay. It's okay. That's very important. But but you got you got to you miss a lot of great times. You know, uh, this is an OU podcast, but it's just hard not to talk about what happened in the world of sports with St. Peter's and everyone coming to love that team, 15 seed, making it the farthest possible to the eight Elite Eight. And I'll say this. I just want to put this – out into the universe. And I kind of already said in one of our group texts, of course, I'd be one of the first people to love Doug Eddard, a guy with a, with a nice mustache. I love it. But this guy is getting way too much hype comparison to what his other teammates. This guy comes off the bench, first of all, and these people are throwing him on social media, sports center, ESPN, Bleacher Report as like the face of the St. Peter's team. And when actuality he's not, He was you know he hit some good free throws but majority of the time like he wasn't playing all that well. I mean I wanna give out to um Ndefo, Casey KC Indefo, he played really well and I feel like he could have been a really big name. And um, Fusenye Drame and the Hassan Drame brothers also played really well. But Indefo is a beast. And I feel like I just had to take a little bit of an excerpt and kind of go on a rant here just to say that he needs his name put out more into the universe versus Doug Eddard.
2: That's a good point. And that's, um, I think that's a good It's a good point. And I think it's something that we could do a a whole podcast about it. uh, Jamison and Bobby, you guys already know where I'm going to go with this. Uh, And it's, it's something that I've sort of alluded to on, on the podcast before, but there's, you know, we love, we love sports, right. And that's, that's the value of it. There's no actual value add in, in putting the ball in the end zone or putting the ball through, through the hoop. So, you know, it's, you can be the best at, at the game, but at the end of the day, just like the, the schooner pod, we do it out of love, but it's, uh, it's funded by advertisers. And, you know, if you got the, you got the guy with the storyline, um, then, then he's the guy with the storyline. I'd say, you know, if you look at most talked about people that are just involved in the NFL, this is one of my favorite points to make, because I, I feel like it, it upsets, it upsets me. Uh, and it's, it's sort of a point of contention, but, I don't necessarily know that you can argue it if, if you just look at it fundamentally, but you look at the most talked about people in the NFL in the past couple of years, Jackson Mahomes, who just makes TikToks because his brother is, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of the most talked about personalities in the NFL sphere. And he doesn't even play. Um, and that's just, that's just what it's about. It's about generating that, that interaction. So, yeah, but, uh, but the thing is Doug Edder didn't even have players.
1: any personality. Is the thing, Ty. You know, like, he, w- he was very quiet. He didn't say anything too much crazy. He got an endorsement deal from B- Buffalo Wild Wings and posted a boring picture with him just holding a little tiny wimpy drumstick. Picked the worst probably possible wing you could have picked of him. It was a wimpy drumstick. And, like, the guy, he just stayed by the book. Obviously, that team was very disciplined under their coach, but it's not like he was some, like, explosive personality that everyone came to love. All it was is he had a mustache.
2: Well sometimes that's all it takes, you know. It's it's <laughs> if, if you got to you know, it's just about being that that thing. Obviously he he rode the the wave of the team, but you can make that argument, you know, outside. It goes back to Jackson Mahomes. He didn't do anything to to get to the NFL. He's just, you know, you uh, if life gives you lemons, you you ride the wave that comes with your surfboard. That's what I always say. <laughs>
0: This is an absolutely hilarious conversation to hear if you are remotely familiar with the uh, 2014 Heritage Hall men's basketball team, Uh, particularly the role of one Jameson Maxwell, a.k.a. Money Maxwell. Honestly, Jameson, you and Doug's role were were, were pretty similar. I
1: think you're just jealous of his mustache ability back then. If I was the face of our team... If I was the face of our team in high school, that'd be completely different. I was not like the poster child on every single matchup. People posting about me all the time. No, no, that's just because I was six man coming off the bench and people love me because everyone likes to play and cheer for the bench guy. You can shoot three pointers. That doesn't mean I'm the best player on the team and I should be getting all like, you know, the media hype from it. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. For sure.
1: But, I love how yeah, you no. worked
2: in that you were a three-point specialist right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all mm-hmm. I did. I shot better from three from two, probably.
0: Uh, hey, I mean, I, I would have loved to see your, uh, your just the um, the attempts from inside the arc for you that year. But you know, I, I'm sure our, our our copious copious amount of listeners uh, are are not here to talk about our our high school accolades, unfortunately. But, um yeah, no, the Saint Pete story it was awesome. I uh, know a lot of good people who uh who rode the Saint Pete's train won a lot of money, so that's that's always fun whenever you can win, you know, c- kind of ride that train, get some cash off of it uh i, I know Ty's a little upset because they uh, they derailed uh, his his boys Purdue, the pea Bushers, but you know, I don't know it, it it's really a really a nice run, and I, I gotta say like, does the the existence of a saint Pete's run? like kind of validate this might be a stretch and y'all are going to
2: yell at me no don't i already know it doesn't where you're
0: validate going. the possibility of expanding the playoff because look they're going to be teams if you expand the playoffs you'll have a St. Pete's type run maybe you know where you have a have a have a no. you know a a c team you know make you know maybe the semifinal. they get a couple wins in them you know I don't know. I I think that still matters. The national championship isn't everything, and if you had a team make a make a St. Pete's type of run, it'd be even more impressive in college football just due to the difficulty of all, of it all. So, Jameson, it, I'll, I'll 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 let y'all I'll let y'all go. Embrace debate. What do y'all think?
1: Yeah, um, Ty. Obviously, both of us think this is garbage. Um, Basketball is so much easier to upset people, and there's a reason why football teams are consistently dominant over and over and over. Um, The type of players you get in recruiting, um, in terms of like you know five-star SEC body types, cannot you know compete with a lot of these three-star guys or the guys who you know luckily developed into these good players. Like you know, we saw Cincinnati had a lot of high-end you know. First round picks projected in this draft, you know, like Sauce Gardner and then, you know, Kobe Bryant, I guess not a first round, but still, um, they developed into that. Th- those were lucky hits, but SEC players are different. In basketball, you can have Doug Eddard, who is not the body type of a power five player, and he can come out there and he could hit a bunch of threes. You could see um, the player for Oral Roberts last year, who's five foot, like nine, if he's lucky, just hitting threes because that's all that matters. As long as the ball goes in the hoop, it doesn't matter which you know, like what body type you are. Um, basketball, you can go on a lot of big runs and get some, uh, you know, momentum going. When in football, it's, it's not as much of game runs.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it, when it, it comes down to me, it's like, I, I think about, <clears throat> ooh, I think about, you know, what what do we as a society allow children to do? you know, and, and kids are, are oh rightfully, you know, oh, wow. sheltered a bit or they're supposed to be right. They, we make sure that they do things that are safe, that they're, they're guided They're you know, in modern society, normally indoors, you know, and, and they're, they're very supervised and there's a lot of rules. That's basketball. Basketball is a, a child sport, right? You play it inside. Sometimes you go outside, but mostly you're inside. Everyone's safe. No one's like you know, dying from it 10 years after they retire because of, of the sport, right? Football is an adults' sport. And, uh, there's just no reason to, to adopt childlike policies for a, uh, an adult sport like football. See,
0: I, Man, I, I do. I, I kind of disagree though. I, I and I, I'm not saying they could win the national title and I'm not saying let's bring up, you know, North Dakota state, Which actually, weirdly enough, would be interesting, you know, into the into the you know college football playoff. But you know, you could have some weird runs here. Think about that 07 Boise team. Like, uh, you know, obviously they beat Oklahoma and and everything. But that that's a team that could win one or two games potentially. You know, I'm not saying they can stroll up and beat Alabama in the first round, but they wouldn't have to. They they could get a you know kind of an easier win if they kind of
2: build up the bottom
0: seed well, not not in a 12-team, in a 12-team playoff where the first four get buys, they would not play Alabama. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here. And not only that, we see weird upsets in college football all the time. More than likely, it would be the Big Ten teams getting upset because that's what the Big Ten teams do. But I don't know. I just, just kind of kind of think it would be fun. So that, that idea definitely got shot down. <laughs> that's okay, though. I was so quick. I,
1: Me, no, that was quick.
0: was cool. Well, I mean, it, it's it's been a conversation. People have brought it up. I I think it I think it'd be kind of fun. Why not? It's about the
2: conversation, you know. It's it's not, we're not deciding than anything.
0: No, we. I, I wish. Oh, could you imagine what college football would look if you if they let us three decide everything? If We're like some sort of weird, like triumvirate
1: deciding. There'd all be no
2: face football. mask. I I tell you that both the penalty <laughs> it, it, and the it, protective device would not exist. It would take.
1: It would take one off day from Bobby and I to s- vote with Ty on one of his wild um, takes that he has to just put it into motion the majority of majority rules because all it takes is two, baby. <laughs> we we need to put a pin in this
0: because this would be, that, that would be a good offseason podcast when we're like really in the depths of it, when we don't have like, you know, the OU social media clips showing us, you know, Miguel Chavez and, uh, you know... Um, brit venables yelling at people would we would we truly have no con content in a vacuum we're bringing up like us trying to remake college football in our image that will happen i'm calling it right now
2: i would really like to to do that one for sure at least a segment and, and get the listeners involved and see what ideas people can can come up with as well i think that would be a really good
0: yeah, start up a mailbag, that sort of thing. That could be fun. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, uh, yeah. So, in addition to the NCAA tournament, uh, spring football has officially started in Oklahoma, which frankly doesn't mean much <laughs> because everyone could just talk about what's going on, what they like, all that sort of stuff. The uh, you know social media team can post their clips of Dylan Gabriel throwing you know passes in the flats all day to uh, Eric Gray. But ultimately, we won't really see anything until the spring game on April 20, uh, 23rd. So, yeah. But 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 at the same time, it's it's something. It's something to talk about. And you know, one one of the things that you know the the, the actual members members of the media have been happy with is uh, the amount of access. So they've they've been actually been able to get in the facility and film some. So, um, Jameson, what does that really say about uh, Brenton Venables and his? Um, and his new administration, his, his idea of things. And, um, you know, yeah. Do, do you, do you like that as opposed to the, uh, kind of secretive Lincoln Riley era?
1: Yeah. Why not? Honestly, um, you know, this is his first time head coaching, so he hasn't been burned before and he might not be as, you know, paranoid. I guess I don't know what happened at Clemson, but you know, um, if he does get burned, maybe things would change. But at the same time, um, i like to think deep down that, There is this kind of thought within the OU Athletic Department with Lincoln leaving and burning us that this new hire and this new staff and this new way to conduct the football program should almost be tailored to the exact opposite Lincoln Riley was doing things because of how well he spoiled us. So essentially, uh, if he's closing down practice and that made a lot of people mad, we're opening up practice. We're letting people be happy. If Lincoln wants to not return kicks, um, like we kind of talked about with Billy Bowman um, coming out saying, like, looks like he's going to have more opportunity to return, even though there was a cap Lincoln Riley placed on him saying, don't return kicks. Oh, you know what? Brent Venables is going to change that. Brent Venable says, You can't commit to me through, and I won't send out eyeballs out to the Twitter sphere and then never ever commit to me and just did it for the clout, Chris Steele esque, a couple years ago. No, if you commit to Oklahoma, You can't take any more visits. Everything almost to the point is opposite so far of how we are conducting things in Lincoln Riley's era. And I almost want to think that that's on purpose.
0: Yeah, no, I I mean, it, it, it does feel like that. And I mean, just, just in general, Brent Venables is a different guy from Lincoln. Um, the whole, I mean, just flat out, you know, defensive versus offensive, uh, you know, you, 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 come from this Clemson family oriented, you know, all in type of mindset versus a flash in the NFL. And all of that is kind of top build, you know, look at our number one picks, look at our Heisman's look at all that versus we're going to, you know, get you a degree. We're going to do all that, which, you know, I, I'm not the, I, it, it's tough because you have so diametrically two diametrically opposed ideas. Um, and Frankly, I, it, it's hard to decide which one works. Uh, and personally, I think a little bit of both is the right answer, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. It, it seems like a lot of it is trying to be like, yeah, all that, all that stuff you hated, we're flipping. And I mean, we won't really understand until fall um, if it's better or not. I mean, we can, we can talk about hype all we want. USC, they're talking about hype as well. Texas, you know, they're, they're the, you know, off season national champs, uh, like 11 years running at this point. But, you know, frankly, we just won't know about uh, whether or not, you know, whether or not this is the way, but I'm, I'm certainly excited to see some changes. Uh, Ty, what's your thought on all of that?
2: Yeah. So I, I guess there's, there's two big things. I, one, the biggest thing is, is the culture thing, you know, and, and I like, I like the fan involvement. I like the the engagement because I think that's important uh right when you come in. You know, you can't you can't come in with the iron fist, you know, if if he might become more restrictive as the time goes on, because I feel like uh a lot of Lincoln Riley's things, like not giving injury reports, closing practices, and and things like that, were things that I think Lincoln Riley learned obviously I didn't follow him prior to Oklahoma very much but I think he learned a lot of those things from Bob Stoops who was known for that sort of thing and venable spent much more time with Stoops than than Lincoln Riley did uh, he spent much more time with Stoops than, than Riley did at, at Oklahoma period so I I think it's important to get that buy-in and and appear open you know it's like a classic case of of sort of a, here we go getting political, but uh, like a like a dictator taking over a nation. I'm talking about like like foreign nation cases. You know, they nobody oh, ever that, starts. Please. Nobody ever starts with, you know, the iron fist. It's always one little step at a time. So it, we come in open. Everything's open. We talk about engage, and then you know we we trim those those branches as as we go on, and then eventually we get the system that that maybe ultimately works best. Uh, the second thing that I'm, I'm actually really curious about, and I, I need to look this up. Uh, unfortunately, it's a little too advanced to do live on air, but the, the returning the kickoff thing, like we talked about is a big culture thing. And I think there is a lot to be said about giving those guys that go out there to return the kicks. Cause sometimes they're maybe not a starter or, or not a primary guy, giving them a chance to, to show themselves and the value of someone that's willing to put it on the line and, and wants to prove themselves. But with, with that place specifically, I'm actually very curious uh, what the 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 stats and, and the pure numbers and, and the, the analytics say about that because that's that's one of those things. I'm a big, I'm a big numbers um, guy. You know, even if it feels wrong, you, you have to trust the the statistics uh, and you have to, to put your you know emotions and, and whatever your your gut feelings aside if the numbers are telling you one thing. Uh, the numbers, when it comes to a, a very structured thing like sports uh, that have a defined rule set that you can put into a, a model or, or an algorithm and, and evaluate, uh, you got to go with the numbers there. So I, I'm actually very curious to see who is on the right side of of the numbers there, because I understand the play it safe argument of, of always return it or, or of always, you know down it and, and take that, that touchback or, or whatever it may be, or, you know, the the always fair catch it if we're looking at punts versus try to return it and and things like that. So I, I, I know the analytics can get even more advanced in terms of where are you catching it at? And that makes your decision, which is probably the right decision, but, but that's, that's something interesting that I would encourage the, the listeners to maybe look into, uh, as well that, that money ball type stuff caught on big in, in baseball obviously was the easiest sport and then it caught on to to basketball. It's all over basketball now and it's surprisingly taken its time to to come into football. So
0: yeah and you know uh Tijuana has an interesting point here. He, he he's all in on the reads um you know versus you know the fair catch. and I'm I'm kind of I gotta say like I I I, I just think the absolute, the absolutes are the most annoying thing for me. And Jameson, I know you had a different take on this when we were talking about this in our group text, but I, I don't know. I I think that removes some of the unpredictability. I I think that kind of removes a dimension. I, and I, I think more than anything, it kind of sums up Lincoln Riley and his conservative nature in some aspects of the game. Um, and you know, frankly, I get it. They're, they're, they're college kids. Sometimes they make dumb decisions. We've seen it count. Well, hell, the NFL players make dumb decisions on reads. Sometimes we'll see guys drop the ball at the one yard line, uh, and then you know it you know, doesn't count as a touchdown. So, like, dumb things happen. But at the same time, I, I, I feel like you need to have that threat there just in case something breaks open. Um, have, having that possibility available, I, I, I'm all for that.
1: Yeah, my. my t- standpoint on things is pretty much I kind of agree with how Lincoln dealt with this uh he didn't say no kickoff returns you cannot return the kicks because obviously we had people return kicks but I'm sure that there is a very strict order put in place where it's like you're probably not going to return the majority of them and I think that's a good thing because I see more bad things happen on kickoffs than good things and maybe just maybe if you're like in a situation where you need some kind of huge momentum thing, you try to take out the ball, that's cool. But for the majority part, and the way OU plays football, we just need to get the ball to the 25, not fumble it, not start the ball on the 10 or the 12, and then just make our offense work. We spend the majority of the time and our money, therefore, on the offense side of the ball, not on the special team side of the ball. So get the ball in the offense's hands whenever in the best position that they can be consistently on average. Cause I guarantee you on average 25 yard line is a better starting position than all of the times we returned kicks last year.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's part of the change, you know, and, and, you know, the rules of how they, how, how they do kickoffs a lot more out of the end zone. Uh, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to, to usually to take it out or, you know, uh, especially with the fair catch rule, where you can just fair catch from any point in the field, it really doesn't make any sense to not do it most of the times, but you know, I, I,
1: but people I, I just, but people with the fair catch rule, they're doing it because they were pooching them up, like baiting these guys into running the ball back. So they're kicking it oh, yeah, higher up right. in the air, and therefore people are getting stopped like within three seconds of running. You really don't have much of a read. So getting that in the back of your head, saying, Hey, I want if they're pooching it high up, I want you to fair catch more so than often. Because the majority of the time you can't make the right read in those couple seconds that you have. Versus if it's a normal kick, thing, like think like NCAA Madden. If you don't hit up the lever a little bit and you just kick it normally, yeah, you'll have time to make reads and you can see how things are ending up. But if you're pooching high up in the air, your eyes are not looking downfield. Your eyes are on the ball the whole time. Cause if you take your eyes off the ball and look up the field and try to make your read beforehand, you're dropping it.
0: Yeah, no, and I totally get it. You know, I it it, it makes sense for me. Um it, it in, in a lot of senses. Yeah, I, I, I do get it. I just, it's, it's more of the absolutes thing um, because it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, a play develop so quickly that it's hard to like, look up, keep up, you know, where that ball is, but also read the field and see where everything's at. It's you kind of go into panic mode and, you know, obviously I'm okay with it, player safety, et cetera. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I see where they're coming from, but I, I, it's the absolute thing for me, but. Anyways, well, here's uh, a,
2: here's another thing real quick before we move on. They didn't say yeah. we're going to be returning every kickoff either. They just said we're going to be returning it more or you're going to get a chance to in some situations. So maybe, you know, a, to, to tie back into what I was originally saying, maybe it's a case of, you know, everything's a good plan, you know, as, a, as an incoming coach with a lot of hype. Every plan that you have is the best plan in the world until something goes wrong and nothing can go wrong until August, September. So everything that he says right now is automatically amazing until proven otherwise. So maybe it's a case, like I said, of you come in, you know, and then I I was talking about it with the fans and with the the donors and everyone else, the hype buy-in, but the players as well, you know, you want to get your skill guys to, to say, you don't want to come in if you're trying to retain these these skill players or these guys that have potential that can return kicks and, and whatever else and say, Hey, we're going to play the most conservative ball ever. You're never going to get any highlights. You're never going to get any, you know, whatever we're going to play fair catches. And we're going to do like the NCAA 14 equivalent of just quick slants, every single play. And then you're never going to get anything amazing. You can come in and say whatever you want. Right. You're like a you're it's your. he's already got the job, but it's almost like his election cycle. He can come in and say whatever he wants until, you know, that first kick of the season, that first snap of the season, then everything changes. But you can come in and, and you got to say what you got to say to get the people, the personnel to to remain and, and the personnel to to get excited and get that buy into your program. So it with with everything that we hear, you know, it's January, February, March. Uh, right now as we're recording this. So there's a lot of time left. There's a lot of time left until the spring game even. So uh, anything can be said and and anything can be a truly 100% honest plan that just, you know, we decide it doesn't work. So who knows? But I I think the big big thing to bite into here and to really chew on is no matter how truthful they are, no matter how effective they're going to be, the things that our coaching staff is saying to our players that have remains, they're getting buy-in and they're getting hype. And, and above everything else, that's what matters. Because, you know, if you have every everyone on the team is going 100% on the same page, 100% buy-in to a bad plan, they can maybe beat a team that has kind of buy-in to a great plan, but not everyone's going 100% all in the same direction. So this is a good thing uh, regardless of, of how truthful uh, or how real that statement's going to end up being in a couple months.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you're, you're completely right. We have plenty of time. Uh, there, there's a lot of developments that can happen within a spring practice and, you know, we'll, we'll be tracking that as it goes on, as everything goes on through the weeks. Uh, we still have a lot more to go. So I, I'm, I'm excited to break some, some, some of that down. And um, we, we definitely have some more football talk, but guys, the final four this week i know i know we just talked about some basketball but it's a final four so you know like if you're like us college basketball fans should join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year the biggest weekend of the year if you're a basketball fan with DraftKings sportsbook so you can turn your team's victory into your own big win by just betting five dollars on any team you have four of them just pick one four of them Just, just you have four left just pick one uh, all you have to do bet five dollars on any team, and you get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. It's just that simple. So if, if they win, you win. You, you you get four. You can take your pick. Uh, I, I'm not. This, this, I gotta say this promo code probably made a little bit more sense when you had you know the whole uh, sixty eight. But hey, you know I, I'm sure a lot of people would have picked uh, Kentucky over St. Pete's. That didn't work out well for them at all. But of course, if you're like us, you're an Oklahoma. And uh, book isn't available in your state yet. You can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Yeah, that's right. $250,000. That's a lot. So you just simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And who will make the most three-pointers? Then you, tr- you track your results and uh, see how you do. So... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any College Hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. They win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's promo code TPPN. 21 and up, restrictions apply. See the show notes or the description for details. All right, now that we've gotten the, that business over with, you know we're all in on promo code TPPN. However, one guy who's all in, Thad Turnipseed, uh are 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 I don't know, I wouldn't say good friends cuz they definitely don't know who we are. Uh but uh the podcast Oklahoma Breakdown, great stuff. Incredible incredible pod. They did this about a week or so ago. Listen to the pod on the beach. They got our boy Thad Turnipseed on the air. And and our guy our guy Thad talked about his uh, vision for the program. A lot of his talk was uh that he wants 100% buy-in from everyone, etc. Um, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I think he embodies this idea. And, you know, I, I, I think he embodies this idea that everybody's all in on this program. Everybody's all in on this vision. And you just, you see a different buy-in as a unit, uh, rather than a, you know, kind of several players just trying to do their best to get to the NFL. The NFL, of course, is still probably in the cards for a lot of these guys, but I don't know The, the, the team seems a little bit more cohesive, at least through the eyes of uh, the PR teams presenting us. So J- Jameson, what, what, what's your thoughts on kind of the attitude as a whole right now before we move on to Core?
1: Yeah, um, I really hope that you can say this and put it into practice. Obviously, that's idealistic, try to play as a whole. But and obviously, we kind of talked about this with character turns. You know, these are kids we're dealing with. So it's having a good leader that people respect that you can follow to therefore execute your game plan. And Lincoln Riley as a coach, you know, he was a player's coach, but did he have the respect from all of his players to where if he needed something done for the team to do it all in as a whole, 100% together, could he have wrangled everyone together? We don't know. I can tell you Benny Wiley and the strength program wasn't doing it. But now that we've changed over and we've got a coach that has a much different style and a different organization around him, we have a blank slate and we have an absolute new opportunity to do it. And I think it is extremely valuable that we don't talk about this enough as yes, it sucks losing a coach and it sets us back a little bit, but having a new breath of fresh air into a program that obviously just had a down year makes you have a glimmer of hope and optimism in the eyes of the player's standpoint to where if you have a strong leader that you respect come in, you will follow them to say, okay, this guy can turn us around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's not that much to turn around. And that's one of the things uh Thad said is he's like, this is kind of the best program I've walked into uh the best starting point he's had. Um So, you know, Looking, looking at him and listening to him, and talk, him hearing him talk about you know what he did, you know with Saban and Davo, and it, you know it's it, it, it's different because everyone is is kind of bought into this vision. Ty, you, you you've been talking about you know kind of how everyone seemed a little bit more in. Um, any final thoughts before we move on a cruden Quarter?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's again like I said. Um, earlier. It's, it's, it's reminiscent of, I didn't say this earlier, but as I said earlier, you know, a hundred percent of everyone getting that buy-in and all moving with their 100% in the same direction. Uh, It doesn't necessarily matter if it's the best plan. Uh, Something that that comes to mind is a, a good analogy. And we have some older listeners, they may not be able to connect with this one, but I know most of our listeners around, around our age will uh, is is finding Mimo when the school of fish is caught in the net and, uh, and Mimo has to get all of the fish to swim all in the same direction, right? And they pull the net and uh, break it free of the fishing boat and they all escape. Was that the best plan? Maybe the best plan is let's not get caught in the net, you know? So get caught in the net and then all swim together to escape it. Already not the best plan, but when you had the buy-in from those from those uh, from those fish, from those cod uh, swimming against the net and, and breaking free of uh, those nasty Australians in their fishing boats. Never trust the Australians. That's what I always say. But uh, yeah. In short, that's that's something good to say or good to see. So uh, I, you know, is that turnip seed? Is he our Dory? Is he our Mimo? Or is he our Martin? I don't know. I think Martin is Mimo's dad. I, I may have butchered that. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mimo, yes. He's one of those, Definitely. you know? Um And, and that's the important thing is, is we get all our cod swimming uh, in the right direction and, and we, you know, don't get tricked by any Australians really is, is the big key. I, I, I
0: gotta say, I, I feel like, I feel like
2: sorry
1: Schmitty, to interrupt, Bobby. It's Marlin. It's Marlin with an L. Marlin. Uh. uh well, shoot. Oh
0: no. yeah. Okay, I, I gotta say schmidt is definitely the Willem Dafoe fish. That's all mean. He, he just feels like a Willem Dafoe fish. I, I don't remember the name of that one. The black and white striped one.
1: Scar was that his name? Here I think we it was a his name think is not Scar, Scar, but I
2: never knew. I don't know how I connected. I yeah. never knew that that was Willem Dafoe until now, and now I need to rewatch it again. It's weird. You'll you'll never be able to look at that that
0: character again the same way. It's uh it's intense, but yeah, no. It's that uh, makes it better.
2: That makes it so much oh, so better. much better.
0: So much better. Just imagining Willem Dafoe hanging out in that booth, you know, doing his doing his thing. So that's that's awesome. But I'm the fish. <laughs> that's, that's great. So Jameson, it's been a while. I think we need to take a trip back to our uh, our uh, good old pal, the Cruten Corner. What do you say?
1: Let's do it. David. Yes. What is this, David? This is a Corner with Jamison. Every morning dancing. Oh, that's nice. I'll say this. Cruden Corner for this upcoming cycle and new season in a different era of OU football is going to be a completely different thing um, for us as a podcast. There was so much content whenever we had the eyeballs to analyze and all of these early commits, but it's going to be completely different now. Uh, Brent Venables has said, and he said it in his press conference and kind of gotten the vibes from recruits, you cannot commit to OU silently or no, just at all if you aren't willing to cancel all of your visits and say, I'm an OU commit no matter what, and I'm not talking to anyone else. And that's not that new age of thinking. And that's what Brim Venables is saying. And he's got the respect from his recruits enough to where they understand their reasoning. But these kids want to go and uncover every single stone and turn over every stone to see what's there. And even though they might love OU and they'd want to silently commit and do the eyeball of the old times, Venables is going to turn away a lot of kids because they don't want to cancel their future visits. And I applaud those kids. Honestly, I really do Um, because I wouldn't be wanting to commit somewhere early um, because this is a once in a lifetime experience where if I can go and take all of my official five official visits and take some unofficials, let people wine and dine you and see what the world has to offer that you haven't seen your small little shell, you do it. Um, So there's not going to be as many early commits, Um, the spring game isn't going to be as big of a recruiting thing for us. Obviously it's still going to have a lot of recruits there, but we're not going to see as many commits. Um, and you know, the season might be a little bit more action, but it's going to be a lot more crazy, um, months of November and December versus the summer and Springs.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're going to be doing a lot more crystal ball watching, I would say, you know, it's, um, it's gonna be more speculatory, and that's that's okay, you know, like I, i'm a, mm. I'm, a, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that,
1: yeah. so yeah, so just kind of going into a crystal ball watch to end out this pod. Um, there's been a lot of crystal balls that got thrown in um on two four seven of some recruits, and a lot of them are twenty twenty four guys, some of them are twenty twenty three just as of, as of note of like I think the most significant twenty twenty three one to keep an eye on to actually buy some stock in is a four-star offensive lineman, very highly rated, like .97, Kaden Green out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, we've had a history of recruiting St. Louis guys, thanks Ronnie Perkins, um, different high schools though. But this guy grew up an OU fan. Both of his parents went to Oral Roberts. Um, and so this is a guy that we should be able to land in. Bill Beanbow should make a really good impressive impression on. He's a big time favorite for us to get. And I think he'll be a big recruit for us in this 2023 class. Um, other names that he'll join that are, I think that are strong leans to OU. And this is just to name a few, not to all of them, just to keep these names in your head um, as listeners, Trey Wisner running back, um, four-star guy, four-star athlete out of Oklahoma, Jacoby Johnson. Um, Three star running back, like big time speedster and Dylan Edwards, and four star wide receiver Ashton Kozart, I think would all be commits to OU right now if it was the Lincoln Riley era, um, but it's just a different time. So, but I think in the eyes of, you know, other recruits looking at OU, they see those guys as very strongly in the boat of OU. Um, just kind of ending out, I feel like 2024 has gotten a lot of hype. The new 247 rankings came out a, couple, a month or two ago. Um, and there were some pretty interesting crystal balls that p- got put on two, four, seven, um, David stone, a five-star defensive lineman. Um, he plays at IMG. Uh, he got crystal ball to us. He's you no, know, it's still very early, but this guy played at Dell city before he transferred off to IMG. So there's a huge big time defensive lineman in that 2024 class that is essentially an Oklahoman. So that's really big. Other names to be thinking about in 2024: Stacey Gage, five-star running back, his teammate of David Stone at IMG. Um, He's been talking to DeMarco since he's been in high school, since freshman year, since um, DeMarco's been here. So uh, that's been um, a heavy uh, connection, not as much of a lean for OU. Then T.A. Cunningham is a guy that I want to end out on the Creighton corner, which I thought was really funny. I saw his most recent OU. He's a five-star defensive lineman out of Georgia. He brings this little stuffed animal with him everywhere, and it's called Baby Chop. Did you see the photos of him in this big old, like, it's a big old, like, fat, like, seal-looking, uh, <laughs> like, stuffed animal. And it's called Baby Chop. And you do, like, a photo op with him in his, like, jersey photo shoots. Just, just look it up, Bobby. Um, but oh my God. he I've has never some big this. things. Yeah, look up. It's T.A. Cunningham. Um, You'll see it on his Twitter um, if you scroll down. But Venipal has made a big impression on him. And I don't remember the quote that he told one of the news services, but he's like, like, man, this guy is, he's all that. And it's either he's a really amazing person or he's one of the best actors ever because this guy really makes an impression on you. And this wasn't, I feel like whenever you hear recruits talk about their most recent visit someplace, you hear, oh, it's family. They made me feel like family. I could really... You know, enjoy my time there. They did everything well. And you say this, you know, the same old, same old. You're like, okay, I can't buy into this. But this guy, you could really tell there's some inflection. There it is. Look at that. There's Baby Chop. So (laughs) Baby Chop, is he traveled with him. He had him on the airplane with him, took a picture in the airport, and then had a nice Jersey um, photo op with Baby Chop. Oh, Bobby's on mute. What a typical... Um, uh, he's you been are, off. You he's are been in fact,
0: on, on mute. Okay, okay, yeah, I know I'm on mute. Yeah, no, I gotta say. <laughs> no, you is... don't.
2: Hey, Bobby, Bobby, just to stop you, uh, you're not on mute anymore. <laughs> I know I'm
0: not on mute. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I'm operating a lot here. I, I'm hosting, I'm sharing screens, I'm trying to find Baby Chop. Uh, I, I, I get it, I get it. But I gotta say, that is a way bigger stuffed animal than I imagined when you first told me. That takes some dedication to haul that thing around.
2: Yeah, that is that is not carry-on sized. I don't know how it permits travel, but that is that is certainly needs to be at least gate checked.
0: Is is baby chop his personal item? Like his personal like you know how you can bring your own like kind of item with you like a little bag or you know something like that. Does this baby chop qualify as that or is he getting is he getting checked?
1: Spirit and Frontier would consider that actually a carry-on bag that you'd have to pay for. It would not fit into their personal item.
2: Uh, that's true well, so here's here's another thing too he's a large he's a large person you know he's not that's not like a an average size person as well so that's true so, but that's true that is that is also conversely a good thing because with spirit frontier now the same airline uh if you guys aren't aware uh they merged. but uh you can either pay or you can just fight uh, to, to get whatever you want,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They
1: really do not care at I all. They, they you think you're through. stopping this TA guy coming through, and saying like, "You can't, sir. You cannot bring baby
0: chop onto the plane." I'm sorry, think It is too big. If they overbook, they just kind of put the three boarding pla- uh, passes on the floor and make them fight over it, like the Joker <laughs> and the Dark Knight. You know, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to try to see who wants it the most, but. Yeah, I, I I just I I just have the image of of uh, T. A. Cunningham trying to put Baby Chop into the little like the little bag thing, you know, where you you see how big your bag is, see if it can, oh, yeah. can carry on with him, just try to squish it in. Oh
1: man, I I thought you were about to say the overhead bin. I was like, how dare you think that he'd put Baby Chop into the overhead bin? Uh, yeah, well, hell no, definitely not.
0: You, Baby
2: Chop deser- deserves better than the overhead bin. <laughs> I I really like to think he, because it's it's fairly normal for recruits uh, on their visits to bring, you know, like an immediate family member, usually one or more of their parents. I like to think he tells schools that his, like, his mom is coming or something or his dad is coming and then he gets them to buy two tickets and then, you know, checks in for both and then just shows up with Baby Chop and demands that Baby Chop is, like, Served a meal, given its own hotel room and like everything. That's what I would do if I were. Hey,
1: I would give it to him if he's a five star defensive lineman. I'd let Baby Chop would have whatever he wanted.
2: And look, I don't even think we're. I don't even
0: think we're roasting TA or or baby. We're Chop. not roasting. Cool. We are Tell. on
1: board. This is awesome.
0: We've, if y'all have been listening to us for a while, like. We we're a big fan of these photo shoots. This baby chop thing's probably one of my favorite recruiting things I've ever seen. I think uh, pancake
1: T- pancake hunters was probably my favorite with the pancake photo shoot that OU did. T-, T one in
0: our YouTube chat
1: says I'd like to think Baby Chop got the whole kids tour of the cockpit.
2: <laughs> that's well, that's, and, good. And that's good. That's good. I do wanna say I, I I really think yeah, I hope baby baby chop got a cockpit tour. I hope baby chop Got to like play with the air marshal's gun. Even you used to be able to do that pre 9 11 You know, what you'd, you'd sat man? next to the air marshal. Be like, hey man, can I hold the gun for the flight? Uh, but anyways, you um, could be you could be Southwest Airlines little deputy. Yeah, to turn it, it. Just kidding. Air marshals don't fly on on the the fighting enabled airlines. The PvP enabled airlines. <laughs> here at the frontier in Southwest. <laughs> 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 one you one uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 1B,
0: 1B, me for boarding class one, bro.
2: What I was gonna say, um, in all seriousness, is and this ties back into to one of the first things I said on the, the podcast, is the baby chop thing is amazing because here we are, we've we've dedicated uh, probably I haven't been paying attention, uh probably seven, six, seven minutes to to talking about it not to brag but I have a of a very good understanding of time I have a good internal clock average person would have said 5 maybe 10 but I know it was 6 to 7 um, but that's a brand right he has us talking he has us you know engaged and creating content on it that is truly what you know sports is an entertainment business he's already a five star guy performance on the field and then he's found this other thing that generates content that causes people to be like, Oh, this is cool. This is what sets them apart because there's a lot of five-star, you know, really good recruits every year. This is good. This is the type of dude that can make, you know, serious money if he performs at the college level, because we know that a lot of these awards nowadays, especially are, are hype generated. You can make so many arguments for, for a lot of Heismans and and how the Heisman voters vote and, and how they buy into hype and maybe don't pay the attention that they should. And that happens with every other award and those awards and everything else, you know, just time that they spend talking about you on college game day and everything else all goes into your, your draft stock and your personal brand and and things like this, you know, once they become artificial and everyone tries to do them uh, it's not great, but having a personality, right. As a, as a football player, once you get to this level, you're, an entertainer, you know, and it, it, I think I think we're going to see a sport that's becoming a lot more like the WWE, uh, as something you know that's obviously completely uh, scripted in, in performance. But I think this oh, is man, this is amazing. What a take. I think this is amazing on so many levels because it's his genuine personality. He has personality. He's showing that he's entertaining, and he performs on the field. This is you know you you have five star recruits, and then you got like the five loss and and that's what we're seeing here and i i think this cannot be spoken highly enough uh for bobby i think you are a, a marketing major if i remember correctly Public uh so relations. yeah same thing yeah it's same just,
0: it's, it's <laughs> the same thing different coat of paint
2: <laughs> yeah well marketing is before something goes wrong pr is after but uh this is when we find out that Baby Chop is like, you know, has been committing war
0: crimes. You know. Oh to no, Baby we chop. gotta stop. <laughs> no, okay, I, I, no, I, I know where this is gonna go.
1: You. We're gonna, we're gonna go I mean, and we're gonna defame you. Baby Chop. No, no, I'm <laughs> stopping know, this right I'm
0: not, now. You know, I'm, not, yeah. I, I'm not trying to defame Baby Chop or turn Baby Chop into the milkshake duck. Baby Chop Baby chop is fine. Baby Chop is fine. I'm sorry, Baby Chop. I didn't it mean to disparage you like that
2: yeah and, and I did have as as we start to wind down i I did have another you know the the Brent Venables um his his point about once you commit to OU you know that's that's your thing you're not going to be visiting anywhere else like if you're if you're committed, you're committed you know that's and that's you know to some extent you can you can make this argument you know Lincoln Riley went to Texas Tech so I don't blame him for not knowing but maybe just knowing the definition of the word Lincoln Riley, didn't know it went to Texas Tech, uh, understandable, <laughs> but um, you know, because you, if you're committed to somewhere, right, you're committed to 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 going there, you know, it, once you once you and you know, Bobby and and you know, a uh, uh, Jameson soon, and and obviously myself for for a, a good amount of time, um, you know, w- once you get married, right, you're not going on dates again, you know, you've you've made your commitment you're not continuing to explore your options you've made your commitment that's the definition of of the word commitment T- texas tech grads don't understand that uh, i don't blame them they got a chimneys right when ou had a chimneys you know i failed out right because i was at uh, chimneys you know that's that's what happened thank god we don't have a chimneys here anymore or i'd fail out again but um so but i th- i think that's a good thing right and it's it's understanding the the brand value and it, it ties into sort of it Professionalizing college football, if that makes sense, uh, because it is with with the NIL, especially if you're a star player, someone that is having those multiple options. It is a job. You're making very, very good money, uh, extremely good money for someone your age, uh, ridiculous money for for someone your age, um, and especially with your with your qualifications because you're coming in with with a you know a high school diploma and that 18, 19 years old making. Uh, ridiculous money. Uh, if you're at a, if you're at a good school and that's, you know, it if you want to create that brand, you want to create that organization where if it's the, the epitome of where we want to go, cause that's OU's next level. You know, like you said, with, with Thad turnip Seed saying, this is one of the best situations I've taken over. This is, and, and this is something we've, we've talked about OU for a long time is this, we're right at the cusp of, of greats. So we're right at at the breaking point. We're a perennial playoff contender. We're always winning our, our conference. You know, obviously not this past year, but we are we're the upper crust of the regular people, but we're not in, you know, that you know, peak, just you know, can do what do whatever you want. Uh current day dynasty like Bama, Clemson, maybe they're on the decline now. We'll see. Um, and everything else, and and you want to create a, an environment where you know your worth, and and that's something maybe that Lincoln Riley didn't do great. Is and in, in, you know it, it can be counterintuitive because because like you guys, uh, Jameson especially, brought up very valid points, uh, and then uh, Tijuana in the chat brought up very valid points as well about this this sort of announced recruiting policy. Again, we'll see what happens in practice, but. This this idea of once you have committed to you, that's your your commitment. And if you're visiting other places, then we're decommitting you because that's not that is by the very definition of the word not a commitment. Um, and I think that's important, right? Because when you get a, I, I know this was the case with with myself a couple of years ago when when you know I had a a, a good opportunity at a a very good uh, corporation, you know that. The second you get offered it, you go right on, on on LinkedIn or whatever else, you announce your your thing and you stop, you know, submitting applications or or you stop taking interviews because you're like, hey, I have an offer from insert whatever organization here, and, and I know that this is the best there is, and this is where I, I want to fit. And if you are continuing to explore your options, which maybe necessarily isn't a bad thing prior to a commitment. Uh, but if you if you get an offer from someone and then you continue to explore your options then you're showing that you think that it's not the best and and creating that we know our worth value thing i, I think is very important and and like you know again to thank you for commenting in the chat we love our, our live commenters and, and and people that engage but uh, like you said you know there's there's a little more to it and it's it's a little more nuanced but it's it's something that i think is is ultimately yeah, it might lose us one or two people or maybe some super, super hype, uh, you know, guys. But it, I think ultimately it's a, it's a good decision because it creates a, a better culture and a better system. So, but again, yeah. well, you know, everything's the right, like I said, everything's the right decision until things start to go wrong. So,
0: yeah, and it makes the commitments, actual commitments, not just kind of like, you know putting your stamp there and then doing whatever you're uh, you're you're absolutely right on the money there brent talked about it as well and you know i i, I look I, I think that's part of that move from going from from good where we are to great which is where alabama is and pretty much just alabama uh georgia clemson they're they, they flirt with great but um you know that this is all stuff that Thad said in, in his pod. Definitely ch- take a listen to that after you're done with this one, because um, he he dropped a lot of really 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 good uh, bits of um, knowledge in that. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That's that's kind of kind of what it has to take. But well, look, baby chop took us far far over our previous limit of how long we thought we'd go. Uh, but I'm I'm very grateful for that, and I'm very grateful for all of you for listening uh, up to this point means a lot. Uh, The off season is, is dark and full of tears. So we, we certainly uh, love y'all sticking, sticking with us through all of these
1: uh, conversations.
0: So uh, before we go, Jameson final words,
1: whole lot of nothing. Uh, Just, it'll be fun to uh, watch how spring football goes and remember everything you hear about. He's going to be positive in the spring. So take out the grain of salt. I mean, remember how hype we were last year. We're like championship or bust. So, Look
0: how that turned out. Tulane immediately screwed that up. So, uh, anyways, Ty, final
2: final final thoughts. Uh, you know, if everything goes wrong, you can always just become a Bama fan. That's what I tend to do. So, let's
1: go, Duke, <laughs> win the
2: uh, national championship. Yeah, w-
1: one one shout out, one fight. quick too, to uh the Blake in our bracket pick him, whoever he may be. Um, picking uh, the Duke North Carolina Final Four correctly—that that was very impressive. Um, Ty, do you have any enlightening to our podcast members very quickly before we get off of what uh, yeah, how that I, bracket was made?
2: I will say as a uh, as a uh, I don't know who that maybe I probably boat and Blake uh, if I were to guess because you know that oh, is – oh but there is another boat the, the that's, boat that's Blake how, has his. I yeah, but you were, Blake allowed, is to, last you were allowed to submit. You were allowed to submit two. So I, I would assume that that Blake uh, Blake one this point cannot be refuted has spoken extensively about Duke on on the podcast uh, that that can be proven and, and shown. Um, and he, you are allowed to submit two, and they are both named Blake. So I would, I think it's a reasonable assumption. You know, if if the bracket fits you must uh acquit tie of being the the fake Blake as as the late great not dead but just not relevant anymore Johnny Cochran once said oh my god uh, he's an attorney no. um he's famous for having known the kardashians oh um okay but anyways a i will say as as someone that has lived in north carolina but is not <laughs> from north carolina i can understand how you can Simultaneously be a UNC and Duke fan at <laughs> at the same time, uh even though they are allegedly arch rivals, which doesn't make sense because they're in the same city. They try to claim it's, oh, it's, it's no, claims. they're like fifteen. Mu- <laughs> they're like fifteen. <laughs> of <to give> course,
0: <laughs> Ty, I I don't even know. I don't <laughs> even know. Man. All right, and I, that's the I, screen who, Whoever Blake's Blake probably just is like two face, you know. Like Carter Blake's David. not even
2: going to listen
1: to. No to way, he doesn't. No. This far no, into the no podcast, video. we're going to, to we're gonna have to tell
0: him. Listen to any of these. Anyways, you know, as, you as, know as I, I always, always say, you listen to this podcast?
2: I'll, I don't get I'll it. cut myself off. But as I always say, you know, listeners, Bobby's going to do timestamps for this whole pod, so we'll have a timestamp okay, specifically no, for, no, no, for Blake. No to tune them time, in, do not promise uh, them timestamps. I, 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 I listen. But
0: yeah, I, I am going to. I actually, I, I already put up the ad, so I'm probably just gonna put it up and go to sleep. So, anyways, well,
2: you say that, and then last time you auto put up the podcast, and then you auto put it up to publish like in 2025. <laughs> and then I asked you about it. And you're it like, what together. do you mean it's not on Spotify? It,
0: okay, that was like the first time, and in, in, in,
2: honestly. Like years, maybe that, that was literally that. the last podcast that you were involved in. I, I know <laughs> what I
0: am saying is it. It does the not
2: happen. Often. Podcast that you were involved in, you fumbled the bag. But,
0: look, the la- the last time I look, I handle a lot of the the administration stuff around here last time last time we tried to dish it out it, 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 the ad read got stumbly it's okay I'm not you trying want to talk to about it here. you told me
1: explicitly that, that you is... didn't tell me the information how to do it correctly
0: vacation, man what do you expect? They
1: didn't,
2: that's because they didn't have I, I'm known to be the most ad friendly presenter in in all of media period they, that's me controversy free graded ad reads it's because they didn't have me on the podcast it's
1: i i good. did an ad read in the middle and at the beginning i thought that was good work
0: you, you 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 have to do it just in the middle you it doesn't this doesn't matter nobody wants to hear us
2: chopping, chopping okay, yeah we,
1: we could have cut this podcast off a long time ago but carry yeah. on bobby tell us tell everyone good luck
2: well All right, So, anyways before we wrap <laughs> it, the no. masks, do they do anything no
1: no we- no <laughs>
0: Who is <laughs> who is the, the Spider Man? We need to we need to catch. They him. cover they cover your mouth. <laughs> oh my god! Well, for me, Jameson and Ty, this has been this is me for me, Jameson, Ty, and Baby Chop. This has been the Scooter Pod presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network and DraftKings. Use promo code TPPN. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Boomer sooner, everybody.